0: Welcome to a special report from the Netflix as well podcast. It's just me, Dan, by myself. And I'm, of course, talking about uh, F9, The Fast Saga. I don't even know what the fuck this movie's called. It's just like Fast and Furious 9. We'll just go with that. It's me, by myself. I shouldn't go with me in movies because she was busy all day. Uh, Caleb doesn't watch these. Gerald's an asshole. So uh, it's me by myself. Uh, I could have reached out to literally anybody, and I decided against it because I got a lot of things to say. So. Let's just get right into it. Uh, F9, or Fast and Furious 9, uh, directed by Justin Lin, written by Justin Lin and Daniel Casey, uh, with a story credit also going to Alfredo Botello. This stars the normal cast of characters, but we're going to add in a few people. Uh, John Cena, Finn Cole, uh, Sung Kong, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, uh, and uh, two other people, Vinnie Bennett and J.D. Pardo. The reason why I bring up a lot of the people that I did, so, like, John Cena, J.D. Pardo, Finn Cole, Vinnie Bennett. Uh, we get a lot of flashbacks, uh, because, as everyone knows, if you watch the trailers for Fast and Furious 9, uh, John Cena is Dominic Toretto's brother. And I kind of laughed in disbelief when I first heard that, because I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I can't wait to see them try to get around that. And they they, they don't, like... Uh, it's fairly obvious that the uh, Torettos are based in some Latinx cultur- culture. Uh, I, b- I believe Dom is from Cuba, or uh, like a family member is from Cuba or something. I don't know. Uh, Vin Diesel's a white guy. John Cena's a white guy. Uh, in the flashbacks, JD Pardo is a Latinx actor. Uh, Vinnie Bennett is a white guy. Finn Cole is a white guy. So there's a representation issue. Now, they got John Cena because John Cena is, A, a big name, and B, a big guy. And I I get it from, from that aspect, that they got John Cena. Also, I get that Vin Diesel like highlights Latinx hip-hop, but also, like, at some point, it's also your responsibility to highlight Latinx actors. Especially if they're going to be playing your family, who is clearly in like influenced by Latinx culture in some way, shape, or form. Like, just be be a responsible producer. Put your foot down. Like, just because the rock isn't there doesn't mean you have to get new rock. Like, get somebody who is of the heritage to play the part of your brother. Like. You're never gonna cast recast Vin Diesel. So it's not gonna happen. He's a producer on the movie. Uh, he's he's Dom Toretto until he dies, uh, and then who the fuck knows when he's gonna die. Uh, but you know, like that's it's gonna be him, and it's an unfortunate holdover from the fact that you know this is ma- the the first movie's made it came out in two thousand one, uh, and white actors thought it was still okay to like, hey, you look racially ambiguous enough, you'll be whatever you want. At some point, there's a responsibility on somebody to step in and be like, look, maybe John Cena's not the guy. Maybe we gotta go find somebody else who, like, uh, and quite honestly, I'm not even sure who. But, like, but then people would say, oh, this isn't a big name. To which I say, okay, but how many big names did this franchise make? Like, no offense to any of these people. Hadn't heard of Indies before this franchise. Hadn't heard of Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, uh, Sung Kong, uh, Paul Walker, anybody, anybody, Luke, Lucas Black. I mean, yeah, they, they had all done stuff and they were recognizable to everybody else. I don't care. I don't know. So, like, this movie can make a star, make a, make a brand new Latinx star, or make like raise the profile of a Latinx star. Do that, you know? Do, like, show a little bit of responsibility as somebody who works on this movie to give a shit and show some representation. Now, with the serious stuff out of the way, time to get into what I actually thought of the movie. Uh, I like it. I don't love it. The The Dom's brother thing is fucking stupid like no matter what it's 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 just so stupid and convoluted and how does this never come up and like they they try to explain it away but like the plot moments are so few and far between in this movie like it's stuck between like a bunch of car chases like the movie fucking opens up with uh a a small scale race in the back uh in the before times in 1989 the year of my birth and uh, it's, this is where it features young Dom and young, uh, Jacob, uh, and their father and his horrific accident on the, uh, racetrack that killed him. Uh, and this kind of goes through, like, Dom's backstory with his brother and why his brother isn't really ever brought up before. Uh, basically he's excommunicated from the family because of reasons, which I will get into in spoilers because there are spoilers to the movie if you actually care. Uh, and then, like... There's the setup like, hey, Mr. Nobody got fucking captured. Let's go save him. Okay. Uh, and then they drive off, and then there's a 20-minute fucking action scene. And there's just 20-minute action scenes all throughout the movie. There's about four or five of them. Uh, it's a two-hour and 25-minute movie. Uh, and a lot of I saw some people complaining online being like, how, how, are, how was there two hours and 25 minutes of this movie? To which I say, it's pretty much only action the, the entire time. And they just fill it with action because they realize, oh, if we have a plot, people are gonna start poking holes in our plot because it doesn't make any fucking sense. We jump all over the top of the timelines; it doesn't matter. So, I say all that to say this: you're not going to this movie for the plot. I saw a tweet earlier today from someone I follow who just being like, "I read the plot synopsis for Fast Nine, and uh, I feel sorry for all of you going to watch it." First of all, if your response to uh, people going to see a movie. On opening night, that you haven't seen is, I feel sorry for you. Uh, fuck off. On honest to god, the 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 anti Fast and Furious people on Twitter are the worst fucking people on planet Earth. Because it's like, hey, uh, me a Fast and Furious fan. Hey, this movie's dumb, fun. It doesn't do anything, doesn't say anything, doesn't doesn't mean anything. People on Twitter. Oh, why? I can't believe they keep making these movies. I wish, I wish they would die forever. On, like and never come out again. Shut up, who cares? Go go watch whatever you want to watch. I'll watch whatever I want to watch and then we'll I'll continue to not judge you and if you want to continue to judge me, cool. Go fuck yourself. Uh and second of all, if you're if you're going to this movie for the plot, wrong, bad bad idea. You're not going to this movie for a story, anything. The you're you're there to watch cars do stupid shit. That's it. Know what you're know what you're getting into. If you don't like it, fine. Shut up about it. No one needs to hear it every fucking other day. Like, oh new no, fast and furious trailer. I can't believe people go watch this. Shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. No one cares. No one cares what you like or don't like for the millionth time that you're fucking saying it. No one cares. No one gives a shit. But the action was fun. I actually liked a lot of the action scenes. They were fucking insane. Uh some of this some of this shit. You know, I I, I remember seeing Fast Five and being like, oh my god, how are they gonna top the bank vault scene? And every movie after that it's like how are they going to top that? How are they going to top that? This movie is fucking insane with its stunts. I I love them all. Uh well, it's by stunts I mean action scenes. Uh and the stunt people who do who do a damn fine job for these uh encroaching upon geriatric age actors uh as they continue to do more and more stunts. As for John Cena, He's, he's whatever. That's just, that's kind of like going back to my initial point. Like he's fine. John Cena's is fine. And like he's probably even bad as an actor, but like the, the whole series just has a bunch of bad actors in the main roles. But it, when that's the case, it's like, do you really need to add however much money John Cena wanted onto the price tag when you could have gotten somebody who's a much better actor for much cheaper and made a star out of them? I mean, no, you probably don't need the rock then, or the rock, may as well be the rock. You don't need John Cena then. Man, he's he's whatever. Uh, you know, everybody else is whatever. I, I this is the one movie I don't mind. Tyrese. Normally, I find Tyrese grating and annoying. Uh, in this, he was actually pretty good. No, well, not pretty good. He was fine. Like, like the best performance you're getting is like fine. Uh, I mean. When you look at all the all the fucking extra people they get in this franchise—Charlie Theron, uh, Kurt Russell, Helen Mirren, Idris Elba—you you look at that and you just go, "Uh, fucking Luke Evans and Jason Statham." Like when you look at those ca- that cat, like that crew right there, you're just like, "Huh, that's a really interesting movie." You look at and then you realize, "Oh, they're in Fast and the Fucking Furious, and they bring actual talent to the, the screen." and It kind of like highlights how bad. Everybody else is in the main crew. Like, uh, Don, uh, fucking, I call him Don. Vin Diesel shares a a five-minute scene with Helen Mirren. And she is so charismatic during the entire fucking sequence. And he's just like, huh, that's interesting. Like, Paul Walker's not a great actor either. But, like, Paul Walker at least, like, could bring something to a conversation. Like, it actually felt like he was trying. Vin Diesel's just like, I'm here. And it works, because it's Vin Diesel, and you don't care anymore. Uh, just like him. But, like, when you see him interact with people who are infinitely more talented than him, it is fantastic to watch how little talent he actually has. Yeah, so from there, I don't I want it, to... It, I don't want to spoil how Han comes back. I don't want to spoil, like, the rest of the movie. So, uh, look, I'm not even going to rate this. It, like, me rating this means nothing to anybody. If you don't like a if you do not like the Fast and Furious franchise, that's fine. That was always allowed. You're always allowed to not like something. Uh, don't go watch this. Because it's just more of the same shit. You don't care. If you're somebody who does like the Fast and Furious franchise, if you're a little snake bitten off of Hobbs and Shaw, it's a much better follow-up to Fast Eight. Or Furious Eight. Fate of the Furious, there we go. Fate of the Furious, because I can't remember the name the nomenclature for this shit. Uh, this is a much better follow-up to Fate of the Furious than Hobbs and Shaw is. Uh, it it it's like that comfort food, like Hobbs and Shaw is like its own little franchise trying to get off the ground. This is more that the same thing that you've always gotten that you always wanted to get. Uh, and this, I, I left the theater without a bad taste in my mouth, going like, oh, that sucked. I went, ah, I really enjoyed that. So, like I said, Fast and Furious fans, you're gonna like this. Uh, I, I believe. Most of you should. Uh, People who are not fans, don't even bother. Uh, And with that, it's uh, time to get into spoilers. So uh, if you don't want to be spoiled by this movie that has a few surprises in it, uh, don't bother. Don't bother listening after that. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. And no, like, no, no, no! I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, yet. but the ending is awesome. So if I could so just... play of a the... bitch! This is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker! You always spoil everything before I get a chance. Okay, to Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. All right. So general plot is that. uh... Dom's brother, uh, Jacob is back, played by John Cena, uh, and he's trying to steal this thing, uh, that will allow him to take over all the world's satellites, uh, and somehow, uh, the villain from the last movie, Cypher, in an even worse haircut, is, uh, stuck and captured by, by Jacob, uh, for s- some reason? They have her hack a thing. Uh, be- and like because she's such a good hacker, it, like they-, they needed her to hack it in order to find the location of uh one. Because ha- as you know, whenever you have a very powerful device, it has to be split up into different pieces. So uh, the beginning uh, of the m- of the movie is them getting the first piece, and then the uh, second act is them getting the second piece, and then the third act is all about hey, they have the pieces. How do we stop them before they they ruin the world? So, uh, the you know, John Cena gets the fucking first piece after the 20-minute action sequence that is just fucking bonkers. They're basically driving throughout, like, a, a fucking jungle. Uh, the stunts are insane. They drive through a fucking minefield. Things blow up. Uh, there's an, an immediate inconsistency where Tyrese is, uh like, his car falls on a fucking landmine. And Tej is like, yo, the landmines probably have, like, a 50-foot blast radius. And Tyrese is maybe five feet away from his fucking mine, and then it blows up, and he's still alive. Uh, and he nearly has a car fall on him, but it doesn't kill him. And that actually is a fun little subplot because there's also like another point uh, in the intro where like nine million guys descend upon him, and he just murders them all. And he's like, "Guys, I think we're invincible. I think we're we have like this special power." And he just keeps saying that, and everyone's like, "Yeah, sure, dude." Like, he, like, he's, like, the, uh, that, like, hater audience surrogate. Like, how are they these ridiculous situations and they don't ever die? Well, they may just make fun of it because who fucking cares? That's, the, that's what it comes down to is who gives a shit. So, we, uh, you know, the, the first half gets stolen by John Cena. We have the ridiculous, uh, vine-swinging sequence, which is awesome. It's so dumb. Uh, also, there's very bad editing, because Michelle Rodriguez has her foot on the dashboard, like, bracing herself, and then, like, the car crashes all over the place. Uh, and her legs are fine. She Her legs aren't broken at all. No. Uh, but whatever. It's, it's a movie, who cares. Uh, then, uh, you know, it, it's finding the second piece. John Cena gets the second piece that begins another awesome chase sequence. Uh... Then they capture John Cena, and it's like, oh, it's always dark. It's just before the dawn for the for the villains, and even uh, fucking Charlie Stroh's like, hey, if this this if this was a movie, uh, this is the part where uh, the it's the villain's lowest point where he loses out on finding that one thing, and then uh, there's like that subplot with Michelle Rodriguez and Jordana Brewster who comes back for this movie. Uh, no Walker brother, by the way. Still kind of waiting on that. Still waiting to see if and when we're going to get a Walker brother in these movies. Uh, They head off to Japan because uh, the secret of how uh, Project Ares, which is the the MacGuffin, works, is in Japan. uh, And Han apparently had something to do with it. And this is where uh, Han Han returns to us. And uh, Han reveals how he survived, which is... Uh, basically, he's like, hey, Mr. Nobody reached out to me, and he made me, you know, disappear. Like, he he made it look like I died, but I didn't. And it's like, okay, cool hand ring. Uh, and we move on. And then, uh, oh, uh, it's, it's the se- end of the second act, so our heroes get, uh, captured by, uh, the villains. And they lose every piece of fucking Project Ares, I- including the key and then they got to go get it back so there's this uh, 30 minute action sequence which uh it basically ends with the movie which is uh insane uh cipher winds up getting the the bad guy Otto, who is uh the son of a diplomat uh whatever uh who who basically wants to rule the world i guess uh to switch sides and betray john cena so john cena joins uh, dom's tr- dom's crew uh they they murder everybody there's also a sequence uh when they're escaping uh the dom's crew is escaping where dom murders about 50, 15 20 guys maybe even more uh i i i guess dom just murders people now i guess I don't know. And all the while, we're getting uh, the the flashbacks to 1989. So, like, uh, we have that race at the beginning where where Dom and Jacob's dad dies. Uh, And then uh, Dom beats the guy half to death with with a wrench uh, after his brother almost does the same thing. Uh, This is where he meets young Santos and Leo. Uh, in prison, and th- where they're fixing up cars, and they're talking about like, hey, there, there, was a scratch in the fuel line. If you, if you know, if you hit that wrong, it, it'll cause like uh, uh, the car to blow up. And then Dom is like, oh my god, my brother was working like scratch the fuel line, and that's what caused my dad's car to blow up. So after he gets out of prison, he does uh, a, a fucking street race with his brother and tells him, hey, you lose, you're out of the family forever. Uh, and of course, Dom wins because it's it's Dom. And uh, Jacob fucks off to who knows where. Uh, basically, becomes like a super spy and shit. So that's the that's their whole point of consternation. Uh, they put that aside because uh, his little brother Dom's little brother's in trouble, so he helps him. Uh, sure, uh, if I if my brother murdered my dad, uh, I don't know if I'd be so willing to forgive him, or at least like actively contributed to my dad's death. Uh, I don't know if I'd be so easy to forgive him, even after what, 30 years? So, uh, yeah, uh, Big Shock, everybody, they win. They they save the day. Uh, Tyrese and, uh, Ludacris go to space. Uh, like, orbit space, not, like, space space where I really want them to go, which is, like, racing cars around uh, a fucking space station in zero gravity. I want that shit, I don't want, like, what they did. Even though it's kind of awesome. Um, Lucas Black is back, uh, you know, he, he was the fucking DK, the Drift King, in Tokyo Drift. And all they have him here is some idiot, like, pseudo-rocket scientist with some other friend of his. Uh, and that's how they get into space. It's it's all hi- hi- hyper-jacked up. It's whatever. Also, he's not in Japan anymore. He's in fucking Cologne, Germany. For whatever reason, I don't know. Uh, and then, you know, nice moment between the brothers at the end of the movie where Dom's like, Hey... Uh, people are going to be coming after you. Here's a 10 second car. And he gives them the keys to uh his car to, to end the cycle between like Paul Walker and Vin Diesel and what he learned and even references Paul Walker's character. Uh, and then uh, we have the most important scene in the movie, which is of course the post mission family dinner where uh Corona makes its triumphant return to the franchise. Uh, they for some reason went with Stella Artois, uh, last movie in uh, Fate of the Furious. I don't know why, uh, but that that really rubbed my rhubarb the wrong way. So seeing them return to Corona filled me with pride that uh, they they went back to the roots. They they weren't selling out anymore, even though I'm sure Corona was like, oh my god, our sales. So they have the they have their post thing dinner and. Uh, they're like, "Oh, there's a- I see we have an empty seat." And then uh, a Skyline, a blue, I think it's a blue Skyline, I don't know. I can't identify cars that I've never seen before. I think it's a blue Skyline uh rolls up and it's implied that uh Paul Walker's Brian is Pat is coming back at some point. I don't know by who. We don't actually see his face. All all his car does is roll up into the driveway and parks, and then it cuts to black. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm very excited to see you know, if we get a if we get a Walker brother, I'll be very happy about that. If we don't you know, I don't know who would replace him. I don't know who looks enough like Paul Walker to replace Paul Walker, but uh, you know, I, I feel like it has to happen at some point. You know, you can't bring Jordana Brewster back and say, Okay, well now uh Brian just gets to sit on the sidelines. I, I think you gotta have them both. I think that's how that has to work. We also get a, a post-credit scene where uh, Jason Statham is shown. Uh, it it's suddenly revealed to be Jason Statham, where Jason Statham's beating up a, a punching bag, and it turns out there's somebody in the punching bag. I I, I couldn't understand what the fuck they were saying. It was all muffled. They they had English accents. Uh, it wasn't great sound mixing there. But then uh, there's a knock at the door. Jason Statham opens up, and it's fucking Han. So. Interesting. We're going to see what fucking happens with that. Uh, and then there's a, there's one other cameo I want to talk about, and it's not Helen Mirren, it's not Kurt Russell. Cardi B shows up in this movie. Now, I have no problem with this uh, B of Cardi's, but she shows up, she's in a scene for like a minute with Vin Diesel. And it's the only time I think I've ever seen Vin Diesel be the better actor on screen. And, like, it's not Cardi's fault. I don't blame Cardi for taking the movie because you kind of want to, like, I guess you maybe want to, like, raise your profile or something if you're her, even though I think she's, her profile's high enough without this movie in the first place. So, her cameo was just weird because, like, I, I I don't see how she fits, you know? Like, I feel like she's too big for this movie. I feel like this movie's too big for her, too. Like, I don't know. Get somebody else, maybe. that's my opinion. You know, she's not a great actress, but I mean, we got Rihanna in an entire movie for uh, Battleship, so there's that, I guess. I mean, they at least knew, oh, we should only have her in here for a fucking minute. Okay, and she's gone. So yeah, that's uh, my 10-minute fucking plot rundown of this dumb movie. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, let me know what you think of A, this episode and B, Fast and Furious Nine or F9, or whatever the fuck they're calling it tomorrow. Uh if you if you enjoyed the movie, uh cool. If you don't, if you watch the movie and don't like it, that's cool too. Let me know why. Uh if you're somebody who hasn't watched the movie and hates it already, uh go fuck yourself. I don't care. One last thing I want to promote before I uh, wrap out of here. Uh, I was on Movie Reviews and 20Qs to talk about the whole uh, Fast and Furious franchise uh, with Sam, the host of Movie Reviews and 20Qs, and Emily Higgins of the Tastes Podcast. Uh, And we're basically, we do our best to make Sam want to watch a Fast and Furious movie. I think think we did it. I think we succeeded pretty well. Uh, We'll find out. But uh, with that, thank you for listening. Uh, if you like what you hear, uh, follow, subscribe on your your podcast platform of your choice, or and, and or uh, contribute to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Netflix and Swill. Uh, we'd much appreciate it. Also, a review of any kind uh, would be great. I'm sure I'm going to get a few people being like, hey, you told me to go fuck myself multiple times. And it's like, well, stop fucking hanging on Fast and Furious for no reason when you have no interest in watching them. Uh, and with that, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, stay tuned for the next exciting episode of Netflix and Swill, where uh, we review Liam Neeson's The Ice Road. I can't wait to talk about that. So until that time, this is Dan saying, we'll see you next Tuesday.